What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back in action right here for our number three of in-game live on the grid. I am Kevin Walsh. I am joined by George Kurtz. We've been following these live boards all day across all sports. A lot of baseball action on the board. The NBA as well with uh, the Grizzlies and the Raptors live. We'll hit that one when it heads to the half. The Raptors have certainly woken up. They now hold a nine-point lead live. Ten and a half point favorites, and the total is actually back to where it was pregame. Goes to show how good that quarter has been. Uh, and the Spurs and the Pelicans will be joining us shortly, as well as a hockey game between, I believe it is the Blues and the Stars that'll get underway. And we've also got nine live baseball games. George, there is nothing like Sunday for sports. I mean, it, it really the way things are going with the pandemic here. You get you're going to get all baseball anyway, but the hockey has to start earlier. Basketball can start earlier. I mean, right now, Saturdays and Sundays are just glorious. Just glorious yeah, to, to yeah. watch the games here. I mean, it's for, for us, it's heaven. I mean, it really is heaven. I enjoy it. I mean, uh, we got the betting going on. I got fantasy leagues going on here all over the place I, uh, I'm involved in as well. And uh, it probably drives my wife crazy because no longer do I have time for you. You know, back to work. Honey. Sorry, honey. I can't go to your sisters. I have to, I have to do a radio show and watch the games. Sorry. It's terrible. <laughs> The absolute shock and awe. It's the greatest thing about this job. Think about mm-hmm. it. You know, on Sundays, generally we do some kind of radio work on Sundays, football Sundays. All right. And it's like, no, honey, I can't go to that shower. I can't go to that wedding. I have to work. I'm no. sorry. It's terrible. I don't, I, I really wanted to wear a suit and a tie. You know, I really wanted to go to some boring thing that I wouldn't have, have anything to do for four hours. And I'd be looking for someone to talk sports with anyway. That's what I do with these things. So anybody who's interested in sports, oh, yeah, we'll, talk, we'll chat. We'll play cards. I've done that at these things, too. You ever want to get people angry? Mm-hmm. Get a card going at like a wedding or something. A card game going at a wedding or a, uh, any kind of uh, party like that. People get upset about that. Eh, I don't know. I'm, 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 not, I'm not mad at it. Um, I think it's – uh, I'm the one who brings the cards. Yeah, I, I like that though. That that cracks me up because you can just you can see it so easily. The idea that you're just sitting there playing cards. They're like, George, come, it's picture time. And they're like, no, 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 no. Oh, it's not. I hate pictures. I hate them. I don't like <laughs> candid shots. You, you catch me off guard, that's fine. But you ask me to pose yeah. for a picture, ask my wife. It's the one thing she'll she'll get angry at me about because I hate them and she knows I hate them. It's not taking the picture, but it's the fact that you sit there, then they want eighteen other pictures. It's got to take twenty minutes to get the picture going. Because you want to take it you know, with your daughters, with your family members. Oh, no, you, this person closed their eyes. This person did that. 
just shoot me. All right. It's just so it drives me. It's like, I am trying to get better, but I've never liked. And she knows this. Isn't it her fault after a while, by the way? If you know I dislike it, why keep making me do it? Well, uh, there's just certain things you got to do, I think. That's, that's, shut that's up. I don't want to hear from you anymore. Where's <laughs> NASCAR boy? All right. This is you, on America. You know what the issue is, is George? Because I've had to, uh, I've had to give this same answer to my little brother about Christmas photos. So I'm trained in the response here. As you know, my mom sends me. Can you just please tell me to take a photo? Yeah, okay, because he's gonna listen to me, right? Never works, but every time, just oh, try. It's, it's do as I say, not as I do as I say, not as I do. Because I tell my daughter the same right. thing: just take the damn picture, okay? I don't want to mm-hmm. hear mom yelling for the next twenty minutes. Just take it, take the picture. I don't care. <laughs> and next weekend is my daughter's birthday, so I know I'm gonna be stuck taking these pictures. So uh, there you go. Yeah. Happy birthday. Uh, Happy early birthday. There you go. Any uh, anything in the in these baseball games short standing out to you right now? I heard you mentioning uh, Braves Phillies. You're feeling decent about that over in that doubleheader. I tell you right now, yeah, seeing yeah. the Braves win this game makes me think about the Phillies in the second half of that doubleheader. I, I want to see what the Phillies are throwing in that second half because they're another team. They played that doublehead against the Yankees on uh, was it Thursday, so they may be a little short. Was it Wednesday? One of those days. So they may be a little short pitching wise as well. It certainly won't be. It's not going to be Nolan or Wheeler, right? Right. So it won't be one of their aces. It might be Alaska. Is it Arietta? They're not going to have much left. This might be a nobody. Did they call somebody up? Spencer Howard? So I'd, I'd want to see this. I'd be very careful of this. I want to see what Phil Duffy's throwing first before I go to make any uh, determinations here. Also, I haven't followed this game all that much because I only have the over to score runs. Uh, what was the bullpen like? Is Velasquez out of the game? Do they have to use three, three or four relievers already? Do they got anybody left to go in that second game? Or is it going to be like the Yankees from yesterday? I said, that second game with the Yankees, you can tell Boone was like, you know what, we're probably going to lose here. Let's, let's throw Abreu. He'll make his major league de- debut. King was going to leave me there as long as we should. Avilon, he's got nothing. He's an 88-mile-per-hour softball thrower, but put him in there. It's sort of a throwaway game there. I know Philadelphia, you lose the first game. You don't want to lose the second game, but I wonder if that's going to be a throwaway game for them as well. Yeah, it's interesting with the Phillies. So Velasquez went four. Um, They've now used three relievers to get three outs because the guys that they were bringing in just could not get the job done. Like I was like, wait, what about that rule that you got to see three batters? Yeah, they saw three batters, all right. Okay, Rocunia <laughs> took them deep. Duvall had a double. Uh, so it's one of those spots where, you know, again, four innings, you know, in a seven-inning game, that's, you know, six, seven innings of work. That's no problem. Um, but for the Phillies, and that's the thing. They had to go to their bullpen, and their bullpen isn't really great anyway, so it's not really worked out for them then. From there, yeah, I'm, I'm always careful with the double headers, man, because you just don't know who's got what left. You know, and this season, like I said, this season's gonna be strange, especially when you give it a couple of weeks when that revised schedule and what the Phillies, Marlins, and I don't know what they're gonna do with the Cardinals and all the games they're missing. There's gonna be a truckload mm-hmm. of double headers. I don't know how these teams are gonna handle it. I mean, I truly don't. How these pitchers' arms aren't going to fall off. And for those who don't know, the Cardinals, I think it's Pirates game tomorrow, has already been canceled, and there's a good chance to. Uh, the Tuesday-Wednesday games will also be canceled. The Cardinals have pretty much been told that this was yesterday that they're not going to have any group workouts for at least three days. Not Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Are you going to have them play that first day? They're ready to play Tuesday? I have a funny feeling you're not going to see the Cardinals until Thursday at the earliest. Yeah. that's uh, They're not going to be able to make the games up, though. Like, they're not. No. Um, so not I don't know what they're going to do. They have. And what I don't, I mean, I don't. Was it surprising to you? Like I saw the number of games that they missed, and I'm like, I didn't realize how bad it's been for them. For some reason, like they, like their situation is actually I think worse than the Marlins one. It is now, right? Yeah. It is now they're going to miss all these games. I mean, it depends on what you think here, Kev. If you think that this is the last time we're going to have a COVID outbreak. All right, Cardinals are going to have to play 55 games, 53 games, whatever it might be, and they'll go by winning percentage. But I do wonder, if we get another outbreak or two and they still continue the season, I mean, do you play an extra week? You know, and have these teams make up as many games as possible? But that's the only thing I can think of here. You know, uh, right now, the Miami Marlins and the Phillies, they're going to make up their games. 
right? They're, they're, they've done it with the revised schedule. A lot of doubleheaders coming up. Carlos, you just said, the Carlos are on that revised, but this, that's before what happened now. They missed another series. They're going to miss two more, another series. They're going to miss six more games. I don't know how you can make that up. I guess you could try. I haven't seen what the Cardinals schedule is. Those games were against divisional opponents, which means you are going to play them again at home. So theoretically, you could play three straight doubleheaders and make them up. And I wonder if Basil's mm-hmm. going to say, you know what? This is what you're doing, St. Louis. You know, you're the, you're the ones who have the, the problem. I was going to say they screwed up, but I don't know if they screwed up. But you're the ones who have the problem. You deal with it. A lot of doubleheaders coming up for the Cardinals. Ernie Banks and you would have liked you would have liked to seen them put a couple uh, of days in between, and I don't maybe they did, but I don't think they did in between when their playoffs were supposed to start in the regular season and just kind of leave it a little tentative yeah. because I don't see, I just don't think it's fair to be like, oh, we're going to go off winning percent. I don't think that's fair. I don't think anybody will. Uh, the only they need to hope that the Cardinals are terrible to me because, and then you'd be like, guys, look. We, you know, we've crunched the numbers. You're mathematically eliminated. But, George, what about the Cubs? They won't be mathematically eliminated. That's the reality of it. Not with eight, not with eight teams left, no. That's where they hurt themselves. They will not be mathematically eliminated. And that's the thing. And the, the other point you bring up there is very important, by the way. When you tell the Cubs you're not playing these other five games and now you end up in the three and opposed to the one and you're now matched up with DeGrom in a wild card as opposed to you know, even though he's been good, like the, whoever the Rockies starter will be, like you can't, no, 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 that doesn't work for us. But, and that's the secondary issue. There's no way, I, in my opinion, that the Cardinals will be mathematically eliminated with 10 games still on the schedule. There's no way they're going to be 10 games worse than the eighth. Game. I do not see that as a possibility. I agree. Uh, that would, all that they saw losing games left and right here, which once again it's a possibility yeah. they're going to have a lot of guys down with uh, COVID. Uh, but the fact that they were waiting so long, I mean, some of those guys with COVID might be back by then anyway. Yep. And we still, yeah. listen, we would have thought the same thing with the Marlins, right? A worse team that got hit hard with COVID. They're beating teams uh, for whatever. I mean, once again, maybe they sold their soul, whatever it might be. So I agree with you. I don't think there's any way in hell that the Cardinals are mathematically eliminated with you know ten games left. I do think they'll make up some of them. I think they're right now. I think they've, uh, their revised schedule says, let's assume, just for the sake of argument, that they don't play Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week. So that would mean they had six games, uh, three against the Cubs and three against the Pirates. The other games on the schedule have already been made up as far as doubleheaders. They will be made up. It's already on the schedule. Carlos is going to play some doubleheaders and some off days. It's these n- uh, next six games. That's the problem here. Do you play more doubleheaders? Can you make it where maybe you can't make up all six, but they're not going to be down 10 either. Not right now. So maybe you can only make up Three, four. Let's say you have two doubleheaders against the uh, against Pittsburgh, two against the Cubs. You know, you make up two games versus each, and you're down two. Now I can see it where yes, they might be mathematically eliminated with uh, two games to make up. Where maybe you get a break there. I wonder if baseball's going to have to go about that. You know, now keep. I haven't looked at the schedule. In a normal Major League Baseball season, 162 games. Season ends on a Sunday. Now Monday is left free in case you need a one-game playoff. Right? It's left free in case you need a one-game playoff. So if the Cardinals do need to make up a game, they can make it up on Monday. You know, my, my problem with that is, well, you're playing the Pirates who are eliminated. Do they even want to play? Are they going to show up? Are they forfeiting? And if you play the Cubs, it could be the opposite. Cubs are already in the playoffs. Sure, they'll show, but they're not starting anybody. You know, they're going to start the, the, their bottom guys here. They don't care about winning the game. It doesn't mean anything to them. So it still affects competitive balance any way you look at it. But I think there are ways to – right now, I think there are ways to make it up. We're mostly in season, not after the season, where it's not going to screw things up completely. But once again, this assumes nothing past Wednesday gets canceled. Yeah, there's a lot for that team, for, for them to have to figure out. Uh, early 14-3 lead for the Spurs, and the Pelicans are still minus 118. That is totally wrong. We'll talk about it. We'll see if that number's still there when we get back here on it.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back right here on the grid, Kevin Walsh and George Kurtz. And you know what, George? We were just during the break. We were talking a little bit about uh, the Washington football team and their name, and they still haven't decided a name. And, oh, by the way, there was another massive scandal that dropped that I don't remember the last update we got on there with that team that I guess is being sorted right now. But let me ask you this, okay, because I'm sure you saw this. Do, do Are we supposed to just forget that the Indians were supposed to be doing an investigation into their name and if they were going to change it potentially. Because as far as I'm concerned, they basically sent a letter out, waited for the season to start, waited for the heat to die down, and now they just kept on rolling. Funny how that works out, huh? It's the PR game. Mm-hmm. It's the PR game that all these these teams play. Now listen, I'm the first person to tell you, I mean... If I owned the Cleveland Indians, the Atlanta Braves, uh, Blackhawks, Seminoles, if I, you know, if I uh, was a big shot here, uh, I'd want to talk to the Native Americans of you know the, of the Blackhawks, uh, the Braves, Braves, Indians, blah blah blah. Because uh, on the face of it, I don't think that those, that those names are offensive. We all know the Washington football name was offensive. I don't think there's any doubt that's offensive. I don't, I don't see how anybody can argue that. By the way that the name of that team was offensive. But I don't see the others just on the face of it as being offensive. So if uh, you know if the Native Americans didn't like it for whatever reason, I'd want to hear why. I would certainly listen. If you can tell me why that Indians is offensive, because to me that's just the name. I mean, it's like calling a team any other, uh, the Metropolitans, same thing. 
You know, in my mind, the Yankees is probably more offensive than the name Indians. You know, the Yankees means a northerner. A northerner. The Indians is, is a group of Native, Native Americans, a certain group of Native Americans. So on the face, I don't see those names as being offensive. So uh, I want to see what happens here. You know, we, we're in a politically correct society. But once again, like I said, in a group that represents the Indians or the black folks, so they could, uh, you know, this is why it's offensive to us. This is what this name means to us. I have, there's no doubt in my mind that Tomahawk Chop is offensive. You know, the Black Hawks, the, show, the, the hockey team, said they'll no longer allow people to wear headdresses at games. I, I, I'm, I'm with that. You know, that. Once again, you're making fun of a culture. Uh, so you, or you're mimicking a culture. You don't do that sort of thing. So I have no problem with that. But I really don't think the name as a whole, like I said, without knowing the, uh, I guess, the history behind it, I don't think those names as a whole, chiefs, same sort of thing. I mean, I, I have a tendency to call people chief. Hey, what's up, chief? That sort of thing. Uh, and I don't mean it. And it's certainly not derogatory. It's, you know, same as any other term. So I don't think on the face of it they're offensive, but I would listen. I think it's the most important that you listen to why it might be to them. Listening is the key. Uh, I think that is certainly the most important thing. Uh, we will turn our attention back to the live board over on the NBA side of things. Uh, we mentioned Spurs were up 14-3, and the Pelicans were still minus 118. The Pelicans have now, for the next four points, it's 14-7. Spurs called timeout. It's still minus 118. Okay, I'm not going crazy with this game here. I'm not moving around just yet. But all I'm saying is when they were up 11 and they were the dogs, that's not right. That's just that's a totally incorrect. Um, and even now, they're up 7 and they're minus 128. So maybe you beat them to it. Maybe not. But um, that just that number was priced a little bit incorrectly there. Grizzlies-Raptors is at the half. It is 60-54. to 54. My goodness, did that first half tell me absolutely nothing. Raptors scored 20 points in the first quarter, 40 points in the second quarter. You know, like, again, the live total now dropped down to 10.5. It's back up to 26.5, maybe. And under here, the Raptors had a big quarter. They'll play a little bit more defensively. But the Raptors even themselves had a higher second quarter total than their first quarter total. I don't feel great on the 7.5. If I had to lean one way, I'd tell you you're probably getting a little bit more value, actually, on the Raptors laying the points. Because they were pregame seven-point favorites, they're up six. The second half spread was not one and a half. Okay, it was closer to probably two and a half, um, if you think about it. So three, right? Four, maybe yeah, two and a half to three is where that number would have been. You're getting about a point of value on the Raptors there, but I'm not over the moon about that bet either. So um, again, we'll follow these numbers. Maybe you guys find the value there to me. Nothing uh, jumping out saying that we absolutely must uh, be playing these numbers. Uh, over uh, the hockey has now started, which is very uh, good because we can follow these live lines, but nothing doing there. And then the Twins did score a run, uh, which was nice. They've got runners on second and third uh, here. And I think there's also. Only one out with Jorge Polanco coming up. So the opportunity for a lot more, they're now minus 164 favorites. Yeah, I'm watching the game now here. Score some runs, you jerks. Only uh, one out, right? Uh, yes, one out runs on second and third. It looks like a full count uh, to uh, Polanco and Nelson Cruz on deck. And Singer's pitching. There you go. I got the whole thing for you now. Uh, so that's what's going on in that game here. Uh, Yankees are up 3 nothing. Uh, Paxton was pitching an absolute gem, but I may have jinxed him a little bit. Leadoff double for uh, the Rays here. And uh, I thought Boom was going to take him out. Came out to the mound, but he left him in here. He's at 80 pitches. Uh, he's certainly not going to go any further wow. than this. And the Mets, the Metsies, bases loaded here, up 3-2. And you and I both have money on this game as well. So we'd like to see a little uh, little Met magic here. Jeff McNeil up at the plate with the bases loaded. Yeah, I actually, to be to be fair, though, my Mets money is probably dead because tied to the Nationals, but I definitely still hope things work out for you. That's what I kind of get for piecing all those teams together and maybe not try to attack them uh, with a singular focus. It seems like it'll be very likely, because I think the Dodgers will get the job done today, that I will put a three-team parlay together, pick one of the three to also play solo, and pick the one team that loses of the group. That just seems like that's how that will probably be going for me today. Uh, again, that's how it goes. Blue Jays! Red Sox, 3-3. This game is now my favorite game of all time because they just keep kind of going back and forth here. It's just, it's just hilarious. They just keep trading blows. 
this is a perfect example, though, uh, George, of kind of what you have the ability to do within game live, where you could have gotten so many numbers on the Blue Jays that showed value at one point, getting almost you know well over four to one, almost five to one, right? Where they at? I we didn't see the number, but when they were up three two, they definitely flipped the favorite. I love that it was your favorite game of all time. Uh, <laughs> this just made me laugh. Uh, Polanco hit the ball hard, by the way, but uh, ended up being a ground out. Uh, they did get a run in, though. So that game is now tied. Certainly feeling better about that. Uh, the Mets scored a run on a sack fly, and they're making a pitching change. We see uh, Donnie Baseball coming out there to make that change. And uh, Paxton's now gotten one quick out on a pop-up, almost two. So and he's still in the game there. So uh, I am feeling much better. I'm much more at ease now as far as the Twins scored a couple of runs here. I got to think now because – Hey, if you would have told me before the game, even right now, as far as in-game, that it's going to be 2-2, you know, was it third inning here, fourth inning, whatever it might be here, I'd be okay. I'd be, I'd be looking at another in-game opportunity. I wouldn't be panicking at all here. Uh, it's minus 138. Actually, I think it's a pretty good in-game opportunity here, if you, especially if you don't have any money on the Twins already. I mean, once it, you get minus 138, by the way, we're now 3-2 in the Yankee game. Long home run for uh, the Rays here. Uh yeah, you know, Nelson Cruz at the plate here, runner on second base. That should be higher. Yeah. Minus one thirty eight should be higher. Should be higher. Yeah. That's this lower than it was pre-game with Cruz at the plate with a runner in scoring position. I understand there's two outs. The place. That should be higher. Because don't get your money. You know, thing, again, it was minus one fifty pre-game. Okay, so imagine if I just told you, well, what would you make that number if if Cruz was up with two outs with a runner on second? Would it be higher or lower than minus one fifty? Higher, undeniably. It has to be higher. I mean, uh, it's not like Singer has some, I don't even know if their algorithm would point this out, where Singer's some, some kind of grizzled vet and Cruz is like two for 51 lifetime. Yeah, you know, yeah, something yeah. silly like that, and they would know that. I don't even know if their algorithm would point that out. I think they just go by the, situ- uh, the situation on the field. So, uh, yeah, it should definitely be higher. For whatever reason, but it's I, not. Uh, it is a yeah. two count to Cruz. You would think, though, that the situation or the algorithm rat, uh, rat algorithm rather accounts for someone like nelson cruz being up as opposed to just or no i would think that they would have to account for the guy at the plate uh well first thing i can tell you is aaron boone should have taken out paxton another home run game's tied at three wait he left uh, the man at the after that he left the man after the uh it was a lefty on lefty i get why he left the man yeah all right. But now, you know, now you've ruined a good outing here. And this game that was a win a second ago is now uh, now not a win. Uh, so now we're tied here with uh, one out in the bottom of the seventh. And now Boone is taking him out. Pitch well. I mean, he only got four hits. But unfortunately, the last two hits were bombs, complete bombs here. I and mean, maybe, maybe Boone should have figured out even the first hit of the game was a, a driven double up the gap. You know, he was getting hit hard here. But I, I listen, I, I don't think I'm going to knock Boone too much for it. I think it's some, there is some logic there, and he probably wants to yeah. stretch out Paxton a little bit. I think your your anti would have been Paxton has struggled this season. Let's make yep. sure he leaves on a good note, and now you're yeah, leaving on a bad note. Again. So mm-hmm. uh, listen, once again, is what it is. Three three ball in that game in the bottom of the uh, seventh inning here. Nelson Cruz made an out. Uh, he didn't get anything, okay. and Pete Alonso bounced into a double play. So the Mets have done as well. Mets four two at the end of six. Two two in that. Uh, in that Royals Twins uh, Twins game at the end of I think it was three, and as we just know, the Yankees are and Rays are now tied at three. All of a sudden, things go downhill a little bit. The Mets are way too big of a live favorite. Way too big. Who are the Mets? Their Mets are minus sixteen hundred. They're both. It's a two-run game, Ooh. and their bullpen is now coming. There's no way they should be that big a favorite. I would agree. They should be definitely should be favorites. Maybe half that. Yeah, that they should be favorites. Been horrendous, but that. That's, I I actually went and checked if Degrom was like somehow still in the game, which he's not. No, so, he was, his was way too high. Did he even go? Six? No, yeah, he no, he went five and through ninety eight. Yeah, that is um, I mean that is pretty much the book saying yeah 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 this whole Marlins thing coming to a close. They're not winning. Which was <laughs> it done? They they had their little run. Yeah, but which like I. I like again, I like the Mets today, right? And I even liked the Mets yesterday. That's not the point. But when it comes to in-game live, you are 
you know, a lot of times you'll be playing numbers game with you. And the Mets should not be minus 1,600 over the Miami Marlins. That's just the reality of it. Um, so, again, if you guys want to, you know, we've talked about this, right? 10 bucks, when you're $82, not bad. You guys just have one of those days, you're just messing around a little bit, throwing some, some stuff here, some stuff there. Uh, that's not bad. If you guys wanted to take a look at that, I think that that is uh, certainly viable. All right, we come back. We've got just about a half hour to go here of in-game live. We'll get you set up today with the rest of the slate. A lot of 4 o'clock baseball games, a lot more left in the NBA, and I know there's some night stuff as well over in the NHL. We'll do that when we get back right here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. Welcome back right here to In Game Live on the grid. I'm Kevin Walsh. I am alongside George Kurtz. Feel free to hit us up over on Twitter. Let us know what you guys are on today. You can find George at George Kurtz. You can find myself at the Kevin Walsh hit up Sports Grid as well at Sports Grid. Uh, George, we're going to start to take a look at some of the later games, but I do want to quickly give an update uh, with the hockey. We've got Blues up one nothing early. They're now minus three hundred. Yeah, I so said this is the game where I, I just couldn't tell, you know, from looking at uh, how much energy was going to be in the game. You know, how much energy for the Blues? How much energy for the Stars here? These are both very good teams. Uh, Blues are defending Stanley Cup champions. And the Stars, well, they're loaded with Stars. I mean, uh, they've got a lot of name players, Seguin, Ben, uh, Pavelski. They're up there in age a little bit. And that's why I wonder uh, if the four months off is a benefit for them once the playoffs for them start. This is not the playoffs, and this is the round-robin tournament. It doesn't mean anything. I think these players are having a hard time getting juiced up for this round-robin. So I do wonder what's going to happen then. Once again, it's why I, uh, I didn't bet the Blues, but I thought they had the edge in this game. And I did bet the under here, which is, mm, I don't want to say on goal that's early scored, but I'm not panicking about it yet. No panicking early is, uh, is very, very key because then you're in for a very long day. 
Uh, George, let's start to talk about some of these 4 o'clock uh, baseball games. We mentioned there's a good amount of them, uh, and there's some intriguing matchups, undoubtedly. Uh, let's start with, with Braves-Phillies here. It looks like it's going to be Freed against Howard. I know who that is. It would be a total oh. lie. Um, we've got lines posted for this one. The first game's not over, close to over, but the Braves are minus 144 to what you would think would be sweet the doubleheader. How do you feel about that proposition? Howard is a 24-year-old making his major league debut. So that should give you some pause there if you want to bet Philadelphia. If you already don't know, he is one of the top pitching prospects in the game. All right, so, I mean, uh, this is a guy I wonder if they would do it. You know, we heard this uh, earlier in the week. I don't know if it was you and I uh, who had discussed it or was on another show, but at the Tigers, they were thinking about promoting, I think it was Casey Mize, and they didn't. You know, so I was wondering if the same thing was going, going to happen here with Howard. They'll talk about it, they'll say they are, but then they don't. That sort of thing. Well, the Phillies did. He's going to make uh, he's going to make his start here. If he, by the way, if he has a good start, I think he stays in the rotation. You know, if you already brought him up, you're already on, he's already on the 40-man. Why not? You're playing for a playoff spot. You're playing for the COVID championship. I'm interested. This is a game I will watch mainly for many reasons here. It'll be fantasy reasons as well because I want to see what Howard can do here. Uh, but Freed is probably the Braves' best pitcher now that Soroka is down. So uh, I think I'm going to stay away from this game. I don't know the Braves well uh, well enough to know. Are they are they a team like the Yankees? When the Yankees ever face a pitcher they haven't seen, they they don't seem to be able to hit them, right? They need to have that prior recollection that they can pull out of their head. So I don't know if the Braves are that uh, sort of team as well. I don't think they are. They're a bunch of young players. That they're going to go up there and hack. But is Howard going to be nervous in his first start? We saw sort of Michael King for the Yankees yesterday. He was walking people around the bases. You know, so the same thing could happen here. But he can pitch a gem well. He does have the stuff to pitch a gem. I'm, I'm now going to pass on this game. Even with Max Freed going for Atlanta, who I still give the edge to, uh, Kevin. But no, without knowing more about Howard, I'm going to pass. Yeah, the total, though, George, is six and a half. It was eight. Now, juice to the under, but still, it was eight in the first game. That's a big drop-off. That's a huge drop-off. Minus I mean, 118. Mm. You're not even paying a heavy price for it. I mean, you need seven no. runs. A run, a run an inning. You need a run an inning. Yeah, this may be one of those Stop. where you have to put something on it. Yeah, might just be. Might just be. Uh, what about Padres D-backs here? Am I wrong to be surprised at how big of a dog Madison Bumgarner is going up against Lamette? Plus 160, well, Mad Bum in the, the D-back. That's a pitch very well. I mean, no, he deserved not to be a dog. I mean, I thought Bum uh, was done last year. Yeah, I really, I thought the, uh, I thought the Giants should have traded him at the deadline for anything they could have gotten. You know, because I understand he's your legacy player, but he wasn't coming back anyway. I know at the trade deadline last year they were sort of in the uh, the playoff race. I think technically they might have been in a playoff spot, but you just knew over the next two and a half months they weren't going to be there. So uh, that was somewhat, I think, a, a mistake by them not to capitalize on that. When you look at Bum's numbers here, they're, they're not pretty. I mean, ZRA is over seven. Now he's giving up more, <clears throat> sorry, 15 hits in 15 innings. It's a hit in inning pretty much. So that's concerning there. Um, the walks are okay. Strikeouts, a little less than hit per inning here. No, I don't feel good about Bum. If anything, I don't like the numbers there. Uh, minus 186, I can't do that. But I'd want money on San Diego. I'd be looking for a parlay partner. And maybe you think Colorado will sweep. Seattle, but I'll give you another one that I like as well. The Colorado one worries me a bit. I know Marquez has been good. I don't like the fact that the Rockies were dogs first two one, and now they're minus one fifty favorite. I don't like that at all. Well, this has sort of been the anti Twins, right? Mm-hmm. You know, a team, I mean, not the Rockies aren't the Twins. Twins are a better team, but this is one that we didn't. Wow, why is the spread not really what it should be for a good team playing a bad team? Now, Twins hasn't worked out. Rockies have worked out. You know, uh, it's Justice Sheffield, the, uh, he's the ex-Yankee who went in the Paxton trade. So he's going today. He's pitched decently. He's got good stuff here. Marquez might be the Rockies' ace. So <clears throat> minus 154. I kind of like that parlay I just pulled out of my head here of San Diego and Colorado. I just might do that. I kind of like that because the one I was thinking of was the next game you're going to talk about. 
Uh, and I'll, I have some stats there to back that up. But I don't mind this one either here. I might do a couple of parlays late. Yeah, these, these four clocks um, are interesting. A's-Astros is the next game I'm seeing here. Lazardo against Javier. A couple of young arms. The total sits at eight. The A's are minus 150 to get the sweep done. How do you feel about this game, George? Yeah, I mean, uh, Lazardo, you give him experience, which maybe is another couple of starts here. He's the ace for Oakland. He's that good. And he's, I think he's going to be a true ace. A true ace for the Oakland Athletics, and they got a good pitcher there. You throw him at Montaz, who I think is more of a number two. That rotation is going to be nasty. Javier's been a nice little, uh, I think saying he's a find is not fair here. But as a youngster coming in for the Astros, he's been very good, but he's not Lazardo. doesn't have the upside of Lazardo. Here's the stat for you. Going back to last year, Oakland, and remember last year, Houston was a very good team. You want to make fun of the cheating scandal? Fine. But going back to last year, cheating scandal and all, Maybe they didn't cheat because Fears is on the team. There's something for you. But going back, Oakland, 9-3 and three versus Houston. They were beating Houston when Houston was really good, more or less now. Uh, I am okay going with uh, Lazardo here. Maybe you might say, if you want to parlay it up with Bueller and the Dodgers, the game we're going to talk about next, I think that's a parlay partner for you. Maybe you want to do it with Lamette in San Diego. Maybe you want to do it with uh, Marquez in Colorado. But there are a lot of parlay. Uh, I mean, because we have to parlay with Dodgers. That's why I'm going with that. I, no matter what I do, I probably have a Dodgers. So I have where I think on Friday night we didn't have many. I just, I didn't feel like I had many partners. I have plenty of partners today to do. I can do three team parlay if I really wanted to, but I think I'm going to do two two team parlays. Interesting. That Dodgers uh, team is minus two sixty favorites with Bueller on the mound. Laying a run and a half, gonna, they're minus one twenty. I'm doubling up. I'm, I'm thinking I'm doing the run and a half. Them. I'm going to do the run and a half as well. Yeah. I think the run and a half, minus 120 is not bad. But Bueller on the mound, I think that that's workable. I, I know it's dangerous, but um, I think that's workable for me. Uh, the one and a half, if I had to pick one, they just they moved it to what I hate things like this. They moved it to 118 as I was talking. It just makes me feel like they were like, here, it's a little bit better. It's not even. It came down to 250. Yeah. They I, mean, just, I, w- they I wonder if there's someone not in the lineup. Is there someone not in the lineup? That's, that's what I would always think that, you know. I, I don't know. I haven't checked anybody. I haven't looked at the line, but maybe mm-hmm. Betts isn't playing. You know, Seager, I think he's out again. He was out last night with the, uh, the lower body injury, I believe. Might have been a groin off him. I don't remember. Uh, but I wonder like that. Just the one player being out of the line to lower it a little bit. It doesn't scare me, by the way. Even if I found out Betts wasn't playing today, wouldn't bother me the least as far he's as playing. Betts concerned. I'll read you the it's Peter, it's Jock Betts, Bellinger, Turner, Muncie, Pollock, Beatty, Smith, Hernandez. Two catchers? That's not right. DH catcher. It has catcher listed next to two positions. Says Pollock. Yeah, that's, that's says Pollock. Probably DH. incorrect. Generally, you don't want to go with two catchers. You wouldn't have any pass. There's no first. There's no first baseman uh, listed. So BD plays first, or Smith can play first. I'm just looking at where they've listed this uh, here on Twitter. Somebody's just kind of. Made a mistake. They put I, catcher next to Beatty and catcher next to Smith. Right. The side I'm looking has Beatty playing first. first base. There you go. Yeah. It, it is. It so. is a little weak, and that's probably why it came down. By the way, Beatty playing first, Will Smith, Enrique Hernandez playing short over Seager. It's not the same Dodgers lineup we're used to, but still, it's the gas man, and the gas man literally puts gas on the fire. Gossman for uh, San Fran. This, I don't see him pitching very well here. Walker Bueller. What's the worst case scenario? He has a three runs in six innings, and he has a technical quality start here. I'll still take my chances with the, uh, the Dodgers here. I know they burned me last night, and they did. They put me in this, this position I'm in today. They won't do it to me twice. They won't. I don't think so. I, I, uh, I'm going to trust them to figure it out. The Twins are down. The Twins gave up a run. 3-2 now. Minus 110 both ways. I trust it. I think they'll come back around. They're going up to the plate. But they're minus 110. Rosario will lead them off here. I wouldn't even be man, typically too, right? George, you know this. Baseball betting one on one. Don't bet on a team while they're at the plate. You get a better number. But I think there's a, I think there's a real chance that the twins are about to get something. I, I think minus one ten is workable actually. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind that uh if, if you guys aren't on this one yet. Minus one ten with, with Rosario Still starting it off. Here. I'm, I'm not freaking yet. I'm not I'm not worried no. yet. Talk to me uh, I like that number. Yeah. What about this night game? Um, Giolito, Bieber, 
Total seven and a half. Bieber minus one forty four uh, alongside the Indians to get the job done here. Bieber's been great. I mean, I thought Bieber was going to be good coming into the year. I didn't know he was going to be this. Right, he's looking like a legitimate ace. All right, he's. I mean, he's looking that good. Uh, the game was moved. I mean, the first thing I look at, he's striking out a truckload. Over's only seven and a half. I thought it might be eight and a half. I think I'm going to have to go over here. Uh, once again, small, not major. Minus 144. I'm okay with that. Giolito strikeout is over six and a half. Probably not going that direction. You know, it's even money there. I'll probably pass on that. I believe the over under the game is seven and a half. That's low. But this is the battle of two aces here. Minus 144 to Cleveland to win. I think I'm just going to go with the strikeout prop, not the other, uh, nothing else here. Not unless I feel I need to as the uh, day moves on. I like Bieber. I don't think the minus 144 is that bad to play. This team's been playing well. The White Sox offensively uh, have been struggling, and Giolito's not kind of held up his end of the bargain. I agree with you. I'd rather play it over if I had to play it. All right, one final segment left here on In Game Live. We come back, we wrap up the show next year. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, let's bring this one home here. Final segment of In Game Live on the Grid. I am Kevin Walsh, joined by George Kurtz for another very fast three hours here of the show. Appreciate uh, Faz and Sean helping us uh, behind the scenes, making this happen. Uh, always great stuff from the crew. Uh, we are uh, in the final stretch here, George, and I want to get people set up for the night slate. 
Uh, let's start over on the ice. An elimination game uh, between the Blue Jackets and the Maple Leafs. Yeah, this, should, this has been an interesting series. I mean, once again, Toronto comes in as one of the better uh, offensive teams uh, in the NHL. Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, Nealander, Captain. I'm sure I forgot other guys as well. I mean, they're loaded with offensive talent, and but no defense, right? Or at least they don't play a good defensive system. Frederick Anson can have issues at times. Columbus is sort of the exact opposite. Really no names you would know. Yes, hockey players know Seth Jones on defense. Oh, Kim Atkinson, but that's really it. So, you know, it, I imagine there's two different types of teams here, and they both have blown three goal leads, which you just don't hear about very rarely here. I'm a happy guy, by the way. The Blues scored a goal, but it was called back just now on a offsides replay. Replay's a good thing. Uh, thank you. I don't want those goals to be scored. So uh, tonight's, I mean, it's game five. It's an elimination game. Whichever team loses doesn't go on to the next round here. Toronto is the favorite, and they, they should be. They're the better team, but they just don't play like it. But that comeback in game four, they scored three goals in the last four minutes and change. That has to carry over. I'm, I'm sorry, it just has to carry over. The good news for the Blue Jackets is that Zach Wierenski, uh, uh, I wouldn't say the best overall defenseman, that's Seth Jones, but one of the, uh, maybe their second best player, he will play tonight. He left that game, and he's probably a big reason they lost. He was well, almost playing 26 minutes a night, but he left that game with about nine minutes left in the third period due to an injury, an upper body injury. He'll be back tonight. Uh, got through the MRI. He's okay. So Zach's going to play. I mean, minus 170, that's nuts. I can't do that with Toronto. They're too much of a, uh, a, wacko, a wacko team. Plus 1.5, though. Minus 1.5 as far as the goal line. Plus 170. I like that. I do like that. And I think if you're going to go with that, maybe you want to go with the over as well. It's always only five and a half. They've, they've hit that a couple of times here, last two games here. So I think small amounts for me, uh, Kev, on the minus 1.5, plus 170. It's the, it's the plus 170 that's the reason I'm doing it. And the over, mm-hmm. which is plus 110. I'm going to go with both of those. Uh, I like it. Let me uh, set you guys up here for the back end of the NBA slate. A lot of totals jump out to me for these late games. Celtics Magic. Uh, the Celtics are nine-point favorites. The total there, 221. I think can be a little bit low. I think the Magic are going to have to try and come out hotter a little bit on the offensive side. They've started these games slow. They've picked it up in the second half. I think they're going to want to look to get their rhythm going a little bit more. And the Celtics offensively have looked really nice uh, these last two games. So I think over 221 might be showing some value. Sixers, Blazers, tough call there, right? Blazers are minus 2.5. Obviously a massive game for them. Philly without Ben Simmons. Philly has been very difficult Paul, if I had to play the side, I think I might actually lean towards the plus money uh, on the Sixers. But I think this game might stay over. We've not seen the Sixers explode offensively. I think Embiid could be in for a little bit of a longer day with uh, you know all of the bigs that the Blazers can throw at him. Uh, Whiteside, though, is supposed to be out, but Nurkic and, uh, and Collins, I just think that can slow it down, make the offensive possessions go a little bit longer. And we saw it yesterday even with the Blazers. Just, I think it's going to be a closer game. Closer games to me feel like they've been playing more towards these under. So I think under 228 is not bad in that one. Rockets, Kings. Rockets are laying six. No Westbrook once again. A total of 235. Play this one under without Westbrook here. The Rockets will uh, you know, kind of swing, and, and there will be their regression there with those threes. And it's just a very big number. You'll feel a little bit better, I think, uh, holding that under ticket than holding this over ticket here. And then in the late game, Clippers, Nets, over 230 for me. Uh, Levert, Joe Harris, Jared Allen all look like they will be playing. Kawhi will be playing. Paul George won't be playing. It's just too much nonsense with all who is and who isn't playing to lay 10 points, but I don't feel great about taking 10 points either. But I think this over should be there. I don't expect very much defense in this game at all. And I wouldn't be scared of a Kawhi Leonard prop. This is a game where he really should have his way. Uh, and be able to do whatever he wants uh, at 25 and a half, and Paul George is out. Think about this. Kawhi Leonard's usually 25 and a half, 26 and a half. I've seen him have 28 and a half with Paul George playing. And this one here sits at 25 and a half. I might be trying to bake in this idea that he's going to play less minutes, but we didn't really see that from Paul George. Paul George still played about a regular slate of minutes. So I think this Kawhi prop is a pretty nice one and uh, one that I would encourage you guys to back out there. Maybe the best uh, bet we came across. Uh, as we were looking through some of their numbers uh, there. 
so now, let me ask you this, George, though, back on the hockey side of things with the Blues and the Stars. You said there was a goal taken off uh, the board there. Does that, though, for you say, oh, it looks like there might be maybe more goals coming and, and you want to jump anywhere in-game here? Well, the goal was scored by St. Louis. And like I said, they were a team I liked coming into this game anyway because Dallas was the, the squad that I just don't think cares. Right. Uh, if they have some, once again, they're an older team. I think they want to get their legs under them. They'll play who they're going to play next round. Uh, so I was – the fact that the, the Blues scored, not the Stars, I don't know. Everything I'm seeing here, it's always in the Stars zone. So I don't, I don't think the Stars – so like the Boston Bruins, I don't think they care. I just don't think mm-hmm. they get that they want to get through the game here. So, no, I'm not really changing anything here as far as that game is concerned. I think it sort of is what it is. Uh, these, both these teams at this point can't wait till Tuesday. I think that's when the next round starts. I don't know if either will be playing on Tuesday, but that's when the next round starts. That's what they want to get to. Get out of here without anybody getting hurt. They don't care who wins or who loses. Yeah, I think that that is fair. So let me ask you this now. Um, that last half inning for the Twins, leadoff single, two big flyouts, another single, and a flyout. They don't score. They put every single ball in play. It was either hits or balls that went to the outfield here. The Royals, though, are now coming up, so it's plus money. Singer's at 73 pitches. I think if they send him back out there, I believe the Twins are going to get to him. Plus 136. My question to you, George, is do you think that this is worth the play, and do you think they're going to send Singer back out there? At 73 pitches, is borderline. He, like I said, he is a prospect. He is a rookie. I'm going to say... Yes, uh, I might check. if I lose the lineup though, and this was their third. If he was going to do the third time through the lineup, if that was happening here, then I might be against it. It's the mistake Boone made with Paxton. He just saw it. the third time through the lineup. He was out there. He knew it. Paxton talked about the thing. Didn't work out here. So I don't know if uh, the same mistake is going to happen in KC. Uh, that being said, what I, I wouldn't do this bet because once it's a dreary day in KC. Well, so you hope for that home run. It's not. A hit his ballpark here. And maybe I'm just down on the Twins because they're just not doing anything for me here. But uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't do this. Yeah. I um, The only reason why I'm trying to be a little patient with this one is that I already have a bet on the Twins. That makes sense. Um, where I don't need to double up, right? Like, if they come out and they all of a sudden take the lead, I won't be like, oh, that got away. No, it helps my pregame bet. Um, and Barrios is now, you know, just moved quickly, got two quick outs there. Um, you know, but now that obviously is going to move the value a little bit. Now down to plus 106. Uh, I get what you're saying. I think if you see Singer out on that mount, I think the Twins are going to are about to get to him. You know what's Again, Fandle will leave up line. Would they dare give you, let's see, fifth inning prop, fifth inning, fifth inning result. We did this yesterday, George, and it worked out pretty well, actually, for us. Um, with the the Twins. Oh, we did this with the Yankees. Remember with the plus 350? Twins to win the fifth innings plus 240. I don't mind that, guys. I don't mind that one bit. Uh, if we see Singer get out there, I think they're going to score. Um, obviously, you know, it's a bit of a risk. Um, but I think plus 240, that's a nice juicy number there. And if they only score the one run, how do you feel about that, George? I, I think uh, if I didn't already have money on the Twins, if I wasn't being buried by them all weekend, I'm on board here. I'm thinking, yeah. When you look at it, once again, without, without the eyes of what happened yesterday and the day before, it makes perfect logical sense. I'm, I'm all on board here. It's the fact that I've been burned a couple of times here. I'm not going to do it. I'm getting tired of losing with the Twins right now. You know, I wasn't frustrated before. I know I'd say I'd wait two innings. I'm getting a little annoyed now that not, they can't score these runs here where they've been doing it every other time. So, uh, but if you, once again, if you don't look at it that way, yes, all the numbers point that say, are they saying you should do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, uh, I think there's juice there with this team. I, I, I still think they're going to win this team. They've been, they've been putting the ball in play. They've been getting hits. I know it was not the start we would have envisioned for Jose Barrios um, as he now gives up a double, a nine-hitter. Those are the type of things, though, that I do that will always bother me more is or the eight hitter rather is is things like that right like now if they get a two out rally that allows them to you know have to face the top of the lineup that's what would start to upset like i also you talk about third time through the lineup merrifield hitting a walk solaire two hits 
I don't know. This could be Berrios' last inning, even though his pitch count is okay. Is that crazy to say? Well, their pitch, their 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 bullpen has pitched okay this season, but it's not a lockdown bullpen. So I would think that maybe, maybe uh, he's he's going to go at least another inning here. He is your ace too. You want to build him up somewhat. So I don't think they're going to take him out here. You know, we'll see what happens here in the Yankee game. By the way. The Yankees had two chances to turn double play. They're, the Yankees are a terrible team at turning double plays for whatever reason. Two chances to turn double plays this uh, this inning. They didn't get the first one. They are now reviewing the second one. If they don't get this one either, Tampa Bay then has scored the run. Right now the runner was called safe uh, on first view. I think he's out on replay, but it is extremely close. I mean extremely close. It, it's one of those ones that probably could go either way. That replay should not overturn. Yeah, please be kind to uh, Just do it. New York. Yeah, that's great. We're Yankee fans. Call. Uh, I got money on the Rays. I I can't lose here. <laughs> that's true. That's uh, that's a good way to put that. Um, let's see, George. They called him out. Minute they called him out. He's out at right first. call. I didn't even see it. I know it was the right. Great job. Three three top Fantastic. nine. Anything else here, George? Uh, as we're getting ready to wrap this thing up. No, I'm good. I'm good. Good. Everybody. You know, like the Braves, though. I wanted that. We're going to close this up. First and third. You guys know for a fact. Uh, and that's why you need just the one more there. Mm. Let's try and leave this on a positive note. Positivity. Dodgers. Twins. Good things. Good things. Good things. That'll do it for us here on In Game Live. That's George Kurtz and Kevin Walsh. We'll see you guys next time. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. 
So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.